You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at ESPN Wisconsin. Also, the Milwaukee Bucks reporter at Troy Center. Uh, ESPN Troy Center affiliate. I wasn't 100% sure of where that was. I I was aware of East Troy. Um, I've played basketball in East Troy before. And in my head, I was like, huh, I wonder where Troy Center is in it's right next to it. There's East Troy, there's Troy Center, there's Troy. There's a lot of Troys in that area. So shout out to the ESPN affiliate at Troy Center. Um, haven't been through there in a while, so I'll have to make sure I get there um, at some point. But joining me as always today on the podcast is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Madden. Frank, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I, I thought you might go for, you know, one of the one of your special locked on intros, you know, where you say uh, like I was thinking maybe like locked on doldrums or something like that, because now we're, <laughs> we're like staring at the abyss of uh, of late July and August of uh, of the NBA calendar, which is sort of the it's like the deadest time of the year. Right. I was looking at the this is how desperate I am for basketball, Eric. I I was looking at the international uh, like the FIBA qualifying calendar and i think greece has game games i think like of september 13th and 17th or something like that and um those qualifiers i we know that Giannis did not play earlier in the summer when they had a couple qualifiers but we some of our greek uh friends uh our 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 sources in uh in greece uh informed us that that he might actually play later in the summer which obviously has always been a uh, point of contention uh, hopefully that knee is feeling spry. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Giannis actually plays some basketball. But um, I mean, as much as obviously we as Bucks fans uh, sort of don't like to see our guys playing internationally because we're selfish like that. Um, you know, hey, the excuse to talk about a Bucks player actually playing basketball actually be kind of interesting because it's going to be a while before we see that again. Yeah, I mean, you'll have Giannis, and then I, I don't. I know USA has training camp coming up here in a little while, and I don't really know how that works because I feel like like Paul George hurt his leg in the USA scrimmage, right? So I'm assuming yeah. like that training camp will get like topped off with a televised scrimmage, but I'm not really 100% sure. Chris Middleton is participating this year. He was one of the 35 selected, um, and obviously we've heard in the last couple of weeks about is Kawhi going, is he not going, LeBron's not going, Steph's not going. Um, so we'll kind of see who all ends up there, but Chris Middleton will be one of those people. So maybe maybe in like two weeks we'll have a, have a scrimmage to talk about, which, God, that does not sound exciting at all. It sounded better when I was thinking through it, but when I actually said the words – that that didn't sound exciting at uh, at all. So we'll see. But yes, we are we're probably a, a day or two away, or a podcast or two away uh, from me going locked on doldrums on all of this because whew, 
we we are almost there. A um, couple things to clean up today. One, we wanted to talk a little bit. Um, we started talking about Summer League last night, and we talked about Christian Wood. Um, and then we just moved on as though there isn't a first-round pick that the Bucks have that played at it. Uh, Summer League, and we really haven't talked about the Bucks first round or Dante DiVincenzo at all. Um, so, and again, it, there was limited limited play from him because of that groin injury, but uh, we do need to talk through that a little bit. Um, and I guess we could talk about DJ Wilson as well. Maybe we won't because that might be sad, um, but we'll think about all that here in the second half. But first, um, want to talk a little bit about, you know, last night I had mentioned a question, Kawhi versus Giannis, who's the best player in the East? And you re-listen to the podcast because you are a dedicated lock on Buxer, and you you felt I get a shout out. Go for it. No, I'm just asking. Can I get a shout out for being a lockdown, a oh, loyal lockdown listener? Sure. I thought you were asking. Could you get a shout out to someone, <laughs> which I, I would have allowed. Uh-huh. No, I I I probably should give some shout outs, but no, I just feel like I was uh, getting a shout out there for being a loyal listener. No, so. I was really um, impressed. Yeah, I, 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 I like to think that's not like being vain listening to my own podcast, uh, but it, it's it's at least a little bit vain uh, with my penchant for rambling. It does help to listen and uh, and just pick up on all my annoying vocal tics and and <laughs> I don't know if I really improve. But uh, last night when you know we knew we were going to talk about Kawhi and Kawhi versus Giannis, and as you were sort of starting to intro it, I had like in my mind something I wanted to say, and then by the time you like kicked it over to me then i was already you know going into some other direction i don't think i actually ever said the main thing i wanted to say which was that if you're quiet leonard i mean obviously i think this is a really interesting move for the raptors i think it's a worthwhile gamble you know and and again i think he does raise the ceiling of that team but you don't get to sit out a year with <laughs> possibly a degenerative quad condition not play at all and then show up and be considered the best player in the Eastern Conference over Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not going to stand for that, Eric. It, 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 no, you got to prove it. You got to actually be, you know, old Kawhi again. And, I mean, if Kawhi Leonard is 100% of old Kawhi Leonard, yeah, then he's right there probably, un- unless Giannis takes another leap, in which case then screw that. Giannis is the best. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but if, if Kawhi is, is even 5% less than he used to be, you know, 10% less than peak Kawhi, which is very possible, right? I mean, we don't, that's the thing. Like, I mean, that's kind of the crazy part, right? Is that a lot of these sort of trade ideas around Kawhi have been like, you know, it's like a lot of times the problems are like, oh, assume he's healthy. It's like, well, wh- why Why are we assuming he's healthy, right? I mean, yeah. what do the Toronto Raptors even know, right? I mean, I'm fascinated to see if he, I assume he'll report for his physical. Um, hasn't been done yet. Hasn't been done yet, right? It's going to be really interesting. I'm, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm guessing he'll be fine, but um, but yeah, it's it's a weird, it's just a weird, weird situation with his injury and and God, just such a. I mean, can you imagine a year ago, like being told that this is what would happen with Kawhi Leonard? Like you, it, no, that it would have been insane. The the Spurs are gonna the Spurs are gonna lose not just like a player, but Kawhi, that guy, the most boring guy in the world. Yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, so he's got to show it on the court because again, if he's lost anything, then. Yeah, you're not. I mean, the, the the margin of to be a top three, top five player in the league is just too narrow at this point. Like these guys are too good, Giannis included. So, um, so yeah, Kawhi, you know what? You, you could be awesome, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to prove it. And I'm not gonna act like he's got to prove it in the Eastern Conference because whatever, <laughs> you know, maybe not so not, not quite so strong. But 
Let's also be honest. I mean, look at the top end of the East versus top end of the West. Like, I realize the West has, you know, more clearly more of the top end talent in the league, but the Celtics are going to be good. Like, I mean, I'm obviously I'm a Rockets fan because of my wife, the Rockets fan, but the Rockets didn't get better. Could Boston be as good as the Rockets? Well, possible. Could Toronto even be as good as the Rockets? It's possible. Could Philly make some huge leap? Uh, maybe a little more skeptical, but it's like I, I think the East is actually pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's you know like we're kind of saying it's not necessarily good news for the Bucks, um, but the top three in the East now. I mean, you have three teams that I think are, have really strong cases for being, you know, not teams that are going to challenge Golden State, right? I think Golden State's in another, uh, you know, galaxy as far as just the the the, the star power goes and everything. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. I mean. The freaking Portland Trailblazers were third in the in the West last year, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think obviously the Lakers are going to be much better with LeBron. Um, but in I the think grand I think it gets years, messy in the West. Like I think teams, I don't know. Like there's three, a lot of depth. There's yeah. a lot of depth in the West. Like yeah. three through four, thirteen, fourteen. Like it's going to yeah, be clogged awesome. up. But I, like yeah. I, I think when you look at the very top end talent outside of the Warriors, because like you said, they're their own category. Like two through two through six east west, like I, I think it's probably pretty close. Yeah, it, it'll be. I mean, it depends a lot, obviously, on you know teams like the Bucks, Pacers, um, and uh, Wizards. You know, like these teams that I think have at various points felt like they, you know, either next year or last year with the Wizards. Obviously, I mean, they felt like they should be a fifty-win team. Um, you have a few teams that feel like they should be much better than they have been. Um, but obviously, you know, reality is not all of them are, and I don't know, maybe one of those teams actually really kind of breaks through to that maybe 51 plateau. But but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I think certainly once you hit like 7, 8, 9, 10 in, in the East, it's going to get really grim and there's going to be really not much comparison to the same sort of depth out West. I think there's just way more depth out West. Um, but in terms of, yeah, the like the very top teams, um you know, Golden State just being in another class. I don't know. I think it, I definitely think it is sort of closer because uh, certainly with a move like this, um, the East gets stronger. But whatever, as much as I'm bullish on Toronto now, eh, there's still uncertainty there, right? Nick Nurse. I mean, yeah. we liked him as a, as a coaching candidate, but he's he's obviously somewhat of an unknown. And, um, you know, they obviously have a lot of young pieces as well. They expect to get better and sometimes they get better. Sometimes they don't, right? That's that's sort of how these things go. So, um, so I think it's going to be fun to watch. But, Yo, you you got to come for Giannis, right? I realize the Bucks weren't great last year, but if you're just talking about the best player in the East, I think you have to start with Giannis and with Kawhi being in the conference, he's a, a worthy challenger. But I don't think I don't think Kawhi comes by comes in and takes that title on reputation alone. He's got to prove it on the court. So anyway, end of Kawhi related uh, discussions. Unless we didn't talk at all about about whether the Bucks should have traded for Kawhi. I know we weren't talking planning to talk about this, but it just occurred to me. Do you think I know that some people were asking in our comments, not maybe a lot of people, but there was the obvious question, right? Of Well, if the Spurs were willing to take DeMar DeRozan, like should the Bucks have been making a Chris Middleton trade offer and and could they have made a compelling offer? I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it a ton. Is it fair to put you on the spot and ask you, can I Steve Von Horn you and and ask you if if there should have been anything to that, if there should have been any discussion there? 
expiring Kawhi Leonard and expiring Chris Middleton? Should there have been any any discussion there, or do you think, nah, that it wasn't worth wasn't worth any of the risk of, of even really pursuing it? Well, one, you can't put me on the spot because I want to add something. Since you got a qualifier on your Giannis Kwai answer, I also want to have a qualifier uh, on that as well. And I guess it it kind of, I don't know, crystallized for me in the last couple of days. But, and again, as most of you can probably tell, I'm, I'm always very fascinated in perception versus reality. And, you know, uh, multiple outcomes versus the outcome that occurred. Like, I'm always kind of thinking through these things. And one thing with perception versus reality that I've kind of been thinking about as of late is, you know, the Sixers have these great young players, and they're going to keep getting better. And the guy that's on the top of the list is Joel Embiid. Embiid's going to get better. He's a young guy. You know who's younger than Joel Embiid? You know who's played less organized (laughs) basketball? Then Joel Embiid? Oh yeah, Giannis. Giannis is both of those things. Like, And because he's so good, he can't get better, right? He's topped out. He's also 23 freaking years old. So like, <laughs> I just think, it, and again, like I can get it because he is closer to a finished product than some of those guys. But also, maybe he's that finished product is just going to get even better is going to become even more complete, is going to grow even more, because that's what players tend to do. And, you know, it's not his fault that he is more complete than those other guys that are, well, in Embiid's case, older than him or similarly ages him. Like, that's not his fault, but that doesn't mean he can't still get better. And, like, it when you're thinking about, you know, Kawhi, Giannis, like, if I'm thinking about growth for both of those guys, who probably has more growth left? Giannis. And I, I don't think it's close. And with Kawhi, like, I don't... With Giannis, obviously, he has kind of the chronic knee problem. And we don't know exactly how that'll go. We don't know if he took enough time off this summer for it to heal to a level that it needs to and be ready for this next season. Like, we don't know any of that. But he also actively hasn't missed all of that time uh, that Kawhi does. So I don't have as many injury concerns with Giannis. Uh He's younger than Kawhi, so if I'm thinking about projecting forward, like Giannis should get even better, and Kawhi should get better, but maybe not to the same extent. So uh, I will say that, you know, uh, again, I think both of us are pretty bullish that Giannis is the best player in the Eastern Conference, um, even with the addition of Kawhi, but I do think there's even more room to assume that he's going to get even better and uh, manage to outplay even what he did last year like he's done this he's done this every year he's continued to get better um and again maybe he's getting to a point where there's you know diminishing levels of of production for him yet to obtain but still like there there are things that he can get better at so i will say all of that all right should the bucks have tried to trade for Kawhi leonard i i think what I mean, really what it all comes down to is how much you believe your culture can win a guy over, right? Like you, anytime you're looking at trading for a rental, um, last summer when you were looking at trading for Kyrie Irving, who said after two years, that, that that's all you get me for. I, I won't guarantee to anyone that I'm signing anything. To me, it's always a belief of, well, do you think you can convince that guy? And 
And I think with the Bucks, I think if you have Giannis, you should feel pretty confident you can you can convince anyone. Now, where that gets more difficult with Kawhi is I don't know what the hell he wants. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have any idea what he is because if you're looking for uh, a stable basketball environment, he could have had that in San Antonio. If you're looking for a supermax, I don't know if he could have had it in San Antonio because it sounds like they never actually offered the Supermax, but I think if that relationship stays a little bit better, he could have found a way to get the Supermax, and then if things go south again, he could, you know, get a trade out of there. So I'm crossing off money. I'm crossing off a stable basketball situation, and I I don't, and I guess in San Antonio as well, he would have been the number one guy. So those are three things that I think we all look for. Like when we looked at Kyrie last summer, he wanted to have his own team. He wanted to be the number one guy somewhere, right? That that was kind of the idea. Or he wanted to be out of LeBron's shadow or whatever it may be. But there was some level of wanting to be the alpha dog for a team and have your own team to that movement, to that trade request. So is that something that Kawhi's interested in? Like to me, that's that's the scariest part of of dealing for Kawhi and why I think there could be some hesitation to do so, because if you don't know what it is that someone wants, how do you attempt to please them? And to, I think for me, that ultimately means the risk was a little bit too great. Also, I haven't seen his medicals. I would like to get a physical in, and I would like to know what is actually wrong with him. Uh, so you have that concern as well. Like I, I just think with Kawhi, it felt like, a little bit too much risk for me. And I think with a lot of NBA teams, they kind of doubled down on all of that because you got uncle Dennis doing Lord knows what, and you have a football agent who doesn't really know any basketball people and no one in the league has a good feel for. So you just have this, this whole, uh, this whole cloud of unknown and and it's not a cloud it is a bank of clouds that is coming towards you and you're trying to figure out what that is so i think ultimately i probably say no but that doesn't mean i'm not thinking about it and not trying to find out more information because if i can check off some of those things from that big list of questions i have if i can feel confident about some of one of those two of those things then maybe it's worth it where where are you at if I think just like in a rant, so I, I totally agree about the unknown factors, right? And 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 that's what's so hard about this, right? Is like, you know, like you said, like, what does Kawhi Leonard want? Where does Kawhi Leonard want to go? Like, we thought it was L.A., but then Shams has been saying he may not actually prefer to go to L.A. and be LeBron's sidekick. Yep. So maybe he'd rather go to the Clippers. Like, I mean, like, where, you know, like I was saying yesterday, like, where does he even want to play, right? I mean, if he doesn't, I mean... I feel like he, I, I'd, I'd be so surprised if he doesn't play for if he doesn't report, you know, to the Raptors. Like, I mean, this is a team that can go to the finals, right? Toronto's a great city. Um, like, why would you not give this at least a chance? Um, I think though the the thing that is so interesting. So first off, let me say this: in general, the chance to get a top five ish type player, and granted, like I was saying before, if he is diminished by ten percent, then I don't know what he is then. Is he a top 15 per 15 player, 20 yeah. player, you know, whatever. He, there, there's a drop off there. But he's what, still 26 years old. Yep. The chance to get a 26 year old guy who, you know, uh, in his last healthy season was a top 
three MVP candidate who ostensibly would fit perfectly well with Giannis as much as Kawhi maybe in the future will play more like small ball four. Um, I mean, his his wing defense combined with Giannis is just everything. Um, yeah. And Kawhi being a great shooter, um, it's extremely intriguing. And I think there are two really interesting variables in all this that are unique to the Bucks, right? Like, I have no illusion that Kawhi Leonard would just throw Milwaukee on his list just on a whim or just, you know, without any, you know, just because that's the place he'd want to go. But again, I don't know what other places are on his list. That said, you know, pretty well known. He was high school teammates with Tony Snell. Yep. Um, I, I can't speak to how close they are. Um, but there's obviously a connection there. And for a guy like Kawhi, who seems like a pretty quiet guy, maybe he doesn't have lots of close, close friendships like that. That's an interesting angle, right? To have mm-hmm. Tony on the team um, as potentially uh, a guy who could, you don't think Tony Snell is recruiting anybody, but somebody who would make uh, someone like Kawhi Leonard feel more at home. And the other big variable is Mike Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer coached uh, Kawhi Leonard for, I think, a couple years uh, in San Antonio before he went to Atlanta. Um, and that's interesting. Um, I won't pretend to know that Budenholzer is ultra close to uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I'm sure Budenholzer probably sympathized more with Greg Popovich than Kawhi Leonard last year. Yep. Um, and still. But I, I don't know. Maybe that familiarity is a selling point for a guy like Kawhi. So I, I'm sure that the Bucks internally probably asked the question of of Bud of you know Snell like well what what do you guys think is going on right I mean um, those guys may be able to just reach out to Kawhi and see what's going on and see if he would have been interested in Milwaukee I think if he is at all open to coming to Milwaukee if you know there's a reasonable chance of resigning him knowing that Middleton also I think there's a very good chance you resign Chris Middleton for a ton of money yep. um, but if the difference between re-signing Chris Middleton and re-signing Kawhi Leonard is, you know, not enormous. And don't ask me for what the difference would be. That would be too much. But if it's not a, a big difference, then, again, like, if you as a team are saying we are trying to win a championship, as much as I really like Chris Middleton, I'm a big fan of his. I think he fits well here. <laughs> you got to go for Kawhi Leonard, right? I mean, if you think he's pretty much healthy and that he actually would be okay here. Well, but those are the variables, right? I mean, that's that's how you have a chance at Kawhi Leonard, right? It's not because sure. Kawhi Leonard is perfectly happy and you know just an MVP candidate and on a five-year contract and whatever, right? Like that—that's not when you get Kawhi Leonard. Um, so, I, I think it would have been I, again. I don't know what the package is that that gets you Kawhi Leonard. Is it, I mean, it would be interesting to know how they would how the Spurs would have valued Middleton relative to DeRozan because. Certainly, DeRozan is a less malleable player than than Chris. You know, if all you're looking for is obviously scoring, yes, DeRozan obviously um, has proven he's more of a scorer than Chris. But as far as like more of a Spurs guy, um, certainly Chris Middleton feels a lot Spursier than uh, than DeMar DeRozan, and he's younger, and he does only have one year on his contract. I, but I don't know if three years of DeMar DeRozan at 27 million a year is more appealing than Chris Middleton on an expiring. I would certainly think Chris Middleton was a more valuable trade asset. Um, but who knows, right? San Antonio has obviously made some 
curious decisions. And then the other pieces, I mean, Jakob Pertl and a first, a heavily protected first-round pick. Obviously, the Bucks have some challenges just with one first-round pick outstanding to um, to the uh, to the Suns, so they couldn't have necessarily offered next year's first-round pick. But um, you know, I don't know. You guys want Dante Divincenzo and whatever Thon Maker or something? I, you know, whatever. Like I yeah. don't know what what who would be desired there. There's no way um, Thon's a portal comp though. Like you'd have to do Brogdon, right? Oh, well, r- r- well, yeah. And I, I, I don't know if they, do they like Divincenzo? Like I don't know, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they were in know, the same so, range. I don't know if they have any interest in him. Like that, the Spurs were right around there. Um, yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting though. De- I think it's an interesting debate. I mean, we haven't heard any suggestion that the Bucks were in any way um, in a conversation, and that may have been because, you know, they back channeled and heard that. Kawhi had no interest, right? And then if there's no interest, then I think that answers the question, right? Um, but uh, but if there was any openness, um, and keep in mind too, I mean, Toronto, he didn't say he wanted to go to Toronto. Yeah. Like, Toronto wasn't on the list either. Um, I don't know how Toronto would compare to, to Milwaukee from, from like a pre-screened list perspective, but the, the Raptors are taking a chance here, but the Raptors also, I think, don't have as much to lose, whereas the Bucks obviously... You know, like there's an argument for if DeRozan was gone in a year for nothing, like eh, maybe we can just move on, right? Yep. The Bucks, obviously, you, you lose Chris Middleton, like, damn, you know, what are you doing to replace him? You're you're in a pretty tough spot. It's it's really man. As I listened to you talk and thought about thought back about what I said. I find myself surprised with myself uh, because I'm I'm all for that chance. Like I'm typically very much a believer in you know if you have a chance to get a top five to ten talent and you don't currently have two of them, uh, you should do it. You should do it. Whether or not that guy says he wants to be here, screw him. Like you'll find a way that. Dude, you're really gonna like playing with Giannis. You're gonna like playing with this other top five talent, and it is just kind of strange to me that a guy like Kawhi, who seems as harmless, as quiet, as far out of the headlines as any player could ever be, is the guy that has given me this much to think about. That he is the guy where I'm just like, oh man. I don't know if you want to take that chance. And I mean, it it obviously speaks to all of the various question marks with Kawhi Leonard, but man, like I'm kind of hating myself for being this skeptical because I think those chances are very rare and they are ones that you have to go for. But when you look at the buck situation, like there's, there's a lot of questions there. There would be, There'd be a lot of things you'd have to answer for if you do trade Middleton, Brogdon, and DiVincenzo for for Kawhi, and then after this year, Kawhi's gone, and you you didn't get that chance to to sign Middleton or Brogdon, and you lost another first rounder, like. Man, that's a lot of questions to to answer for Giannis. Like you're you're essentially telling him that 
all right, well, we'll see you later. Cause I can't imagine Giannis is going to be happy with that outcome. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how people value a year of Middleton and a year of Brogdon. So I don't know. I one, I don't know if the Bucks had the assets to do it. And two, I am, I don't even know who I am trying to talk myself out of trading for that type of, of player. Like I, I really don't because uh, I I'm pretty steadfast in that belief, but Kawhi just has me shook. If I'm being totally honest, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I've ever been more confused by a player and what that player is interested in. I, I just, I, I have no idea. Uh, and uh, I mean, and, that, yeah, I mean, one, one wrinkle to this as well is, I mean, if, you know, all the scenarios where we've talked about the Bucks not having cap space is assuming that, um, that Bledsoe is gone, but middle, but Middleton is, is capped and Brogdon are capped, right? You keep their cap holds. Um, if you got Kawhi or somebody else for Middleton and then they leave, um, you know, you'd have the ability to open up, I mean, in the ballpark of, of 30 million or so, 28, let's say 28 million in cap room. Um, so again, I, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm the last person to say, Oh yeah, you, who cares about you losing Chris Middleton? You got 28 million to spend on free agents. Like, yeah. Who, who's taking your money. Right. I mean, there are a lot of interesting yep. free agents out there, but there's no guarantees that you actually land somebody who's, close to as good as Chris Middleton. So, um, but yeah, that, that is at least some, um, you know, risk mitigation, at least that if you do lose Chris Middleton, well, you do have some flight, you know, and, and as opposed to this year when, you know, we talked about Jabari Parker's gone and you don't have any money to really replace him per se, or you can't replace his, you know, restricted free agent capital of $20 million. Um, with Chris, it is a bit different just because next year they will have some more flexibility. So yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's an interesting. I think it's a, a worthwhile debate because I think it really gets at like what what is the risk reward that you should yep. be willing to to go for? Because I mean, let's say you don't have to give up Brogdon. I mean, again, I don't want to overstate Brogdon's importance to the trade. But let's say you don't. I mean, Brogdon is pretty Spursy, so I'm sure they would have wanted him. But um, but let's say let, let's just say um, you know more favorable scenario. You only have to give up Dante Divincenzo, Thon Maker, and Chris Middleton just for the sake of argument, right? I mean. Like, like whatever then maybe you don't get danny green back right i mean yeah like the, if you like if you're getting danny green and let's just let's just say that you get danny green and Kawhi leonard for chris middleton thon maker and yeah Dr. you Dave gotta Nintendo, do it. right um how good are the bucks this year very good i mean they're in the conversation with boston and philly for the east aren't they yes they're probably, i mean you have yeah you have a very legitimate chance to go to the finals if you make that deal, if, if Kawhi's, you know, again, not that he's like perfectly back, but you know, if he's more or less Kawhi, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that is freaking interesting, man. Yeah. And, and, and man, I don't even, I want to say kudos to Kawhi's group for managing to mess with people's minds to such an extent that, you know, like this is even things that teams have to think about. Like, Trading for Kawhi Leonard should be, yep, sure, whatever you want. Yes, sounds great. We'll take Kawhi. That's what it should be. And the last year has just done so much to damage that. It's just, it's kind of crazy to think about uh, because the last time, as I said last night, the last time we saw Kawhi Leonard, he was dominating the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> That's it's pretty impressive stuff. So it, it is, man, he, he, I, by, I, by the way, by the way, we've now, we, We've now succeeded in making people angry about the Bucks when we had no intention of do that. Probably well. Now, now we've got a bunch of people riled up. Bucks didn't get Kawhi Leonard, so 
Yes, when there was no rumor including them or any indication no that the Bucks had any interest or Kawhi had any interest in the Bucks. Yes, uh, we we just managed to do that. And what we're not we, trying to do. It. We're not we're not trying to get people mad at the Bucks at this point. It's I don't know. Maybe yeah. Apologies, Bucks. It is it is just what's what's there for conversation. And with all of that, Frank. We've used up our entire Friday podcast. I, I can't believe it happened. It looks like we are going to have we keep we keep we keep meaning to talk about Dante DiVincenzo, um, and we did actually mention his name tonight. We but, did, but we 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 this is how nice we are. This is how much we're we're trying to be positive. We haven't talked about his summer league his, his like net summer league performance at all, right? So anybody no. who says we're too negative, please note that we have yet to get to we we've been meaning to get to it and talk about Dante DiVincenzo's summer league performance, but it other things just keep coming up and and we just keep not getting to it which you know again i'm not gonna say it's because um you know we're just we're just too nice to do it but uh, so far it's been working out that way so maybe maybe in, maybe sometime in the next month we'll finally get around to talking about <laughs> dante divincenzo's one point in 27 minutes uh summer <laughs> curtailed summer league that'll just give you a reason to come back next week uh here on lockdown bucks that is uh, I think arguably the worst cliffhanger teaser in the history of teases, but that's okay. We're going to roll with it. Uh, something to to keep you waiting all weekend for the next installment of Lockdown Bucks. For Frank Madden, I'm Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk about Dante sometime. See you then.